Oh, it's the whisper. It's, that's it. It's, yeah. it's whispering. That's the, not ASMR. It's not ASMR. It's a whisper trailer. Welcome to The Cutdown, a podcast all about the art of trailer editing. This is episode number 20. I'm Derek Liu. And I'm Rick Thomas. And this week, we're talking all about meta trailers and self-referential trailers, the trailers that break the fourth wall, do something a little bit different. Yeah, I guess the way to do this would be to do a podcast that was about the creation of making a podcast, um, which is the best way of explaining it, really, because, yeah, I like meta trailers, and I don't know whether... I think I've said before, it's because I like how it exposes the construction of the trailer. It kind of is that, but I don't think that's me being arrogant and saying, oh, everyone recognises how great trailers are because we're talking about trailers. I just really enjoy, it's really satisfying when something kind of plays out this way. Uh, And it's a really interesting kind of genre. Um, And actually, I was just doing some research on this and it goes back, you know, almost to the start of trailers as a thing. People were doing this and making trailers about trailers because I imagine quite quickly trailers established cliches and things that you could kind of play with and were recognized as a thing that you could call attention to. So um, it's rarely done. And I think it has kind of morphed and it's something we're going to talk about into extra content that you make around a film that's not necessarily referencing itself as a trader, but is doing something kind of unexpected. Um, but yeah, something that's um, that's really uh, that really interests me. When we when did you first become aware of it as a kind of as a thing? Um, I think the first time I noticed it was probably the comedian trailer, which is the notorious trailer for the documentary about uh, Seinfeld and their other stand-up comedian, um, which if you haven't seen or heard this trailer, it features uh, the late Hal Douglas, who was a really big trailer narrator in the 80s and 90s too, I think. Uh, anyway, doing the whole like inner world thing. It, and it posits also that the trailer narrator is the person coming up with the copy for the trailer, which is also uh, very amusing. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... I don't think so. In a land before time. It's about a comedian, Jack. Yeah, I think it uh, it removes that step of uh, copywriters... But yeah, it also kind of says that in an interesting point, actually, you're seeing kind of behind the curtain, but you're not really seeing behind the curtain. You're not seeing the you're not actually seeing the guys who make this trailer. You're seeing the voiceover guy acting. So even though it's meta, it's not entirely meta. I think there's also something extra interesting about meta trailers because because the trailer industry is so secretive that any sort of view into the creation of the trailer is just that much more interesting because there's just no other way to get this view in. Um, and also it shows in many cases that the, the trailer makers just are 100% aware of the things that people say about them, basically. Yeah, I guess the, the, there is a, um, a slight problem that it could be seen as inside baseball. You know, ultimately, we're not trying to draw attention to what we do. Ours is a behind-the-scenes industry that gets out of the way of the entertainment that we're selling. I think it has to be the right kind of movie 
to do this for you know it's it's usually comedies it's rarely kind of action and big things like that unless you have Ryan Reynolds in it which actually brings us to the reason that I wanted to talk about this in the first place um, which was the uh, AS the <laughs> the ASMR trailer and this is not the first time that ASMR has been referenced on this podcast um, the ASMR trailer for Six Underground which stars current meta trailer creator du jour uh, Ryan Reynolds um, and this was a piece done by Rogue Planet um, who are a really cool trailer shop I don't know what the construction of this trailer was and how it came about and the idea may have come from Netflix or it may have come from Ryan Reynolds or Michael Bay um, but I feel like this was something that the, the trailer house put together and Netflix were like because that tone of irreverence had already been cemented for Six Underground went yep alright great let's do this so this is a trailer where all the sounds and all the dialogue and all the audio has been recreated by two people Um, okay. <laughs> if, if I was listening to this, I would find it really annoying. <laughs> we, we won't do that. We should do the whisper, the whisper podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should recreate our our theme um, song with like. Um, but uh, do, 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 do. yeah, no, can't do it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know our theme song well enough to try to do the whisper version of it. Um, yeah, whoever came up with this idea. Um, I'm sure Ryan Reynolds would just get all the credits on the internet anyway. I could easily imagine this trailer was just, like you said, made as a joke from the people in-house because I don't know about you, but if I've had time on a project, uh, I've frequently made like a joke version of the trailer that I'm working on where I basically do it in a way that is completely not the right way to sell like the game that I'm working on just because it's it's fun to do when you have the time. And sometimes, you know, you need to have kind of fun with something to free yourself up, you know, do something the wrong way to show what the right way is. And obviously in this case, the the wrong thing was just right and and created this very strange but successful piece of marketing <laughs> yeah i think also because um there's so many trailers out now and also digital spots and trailers on youtube have uh sort of lower stakes uh than like say the first trailer that comes out for a movie that they can be free to experiment in this way. And I think also because just the the style of trailers is so entrenched, people just have a lot of fun with this sort of thing, um, which in a way can make them want to see the movie because it just made them smile or made them laugh, which I've certainly had that sort of reaction to it, just a trailer that didn't necessarily explain what the movie was, but just because I enjoyed the construction of it or the, the conceit of the trailer that I thought, oh, there are people behind this that they're not taking themselves too seriously and I can uh, respect that and maybe want to support that even. Yeah, I think there's an interesting point there as well that is... You can separate the tone of an individual piece from 
the rest of the campaign. So while Six Underground may have a very kind of serious, cool, straight trailer, you can also do pieces like this and the two can coexist happily, which is really exciting and it means that you can do lots more things. I'm sure a lot of other kind of meta trailers that did this also had a kind of more straighter story trailer as well. Also, we should give credit to um, Jumanji The Next Level, which did have an ASMR trailer, which came out last year before the Six Underground one. And that one is actually labeled uh, ASMR trailer. Um, and it's basically the same uh, conceit with the, the sound effects and all the actors whispering their lines. Spencer. Huh? What? Who are you? Oh my God, you're Spencer's grandfather. What? Are we in Florida? And you. Milo Walker. Boom. Did I die turning this up? Got a small muscular boy scout. Are we dead? Boom. Yeah, and actually it goes back to a fan video of, you know, probably five plus years ago uh, where they did the entire Inception trailer. It's kind of an acapella remix. Um, where they sing the music and they say all the lines. Um, so maybe both of these ideas sprang from that in the wake of the success of ASMR. There's one thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. So what are some of your favorite meta trailers? Or what was the first one that you remember thinking like, oh, this is different? Yeah, Comedian was definitely up there for me as well um it's just so such a perfect kind of idea you know probably i think people are more aware of trader voiceover but at the time you know it was it was probably at the the tail end of the inner world narration boom um so calling attention to it was good although there was probably a geico ad where they did the kind of inner world and actually the movie inner world itself which definitely came five to ten years after the end of the peak of voiceover uh happened so there was there was definitely a lot of stuff around that kind of thing but for me it was the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy trailer yes the standard repository for all knowledge and wisdom in the universe is called the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and it has this to say about movie trailers Movie trailers are designed to give you an idea of the film in question in a very short space of time. Typically, they begin with the introduction of a main character, who will very shortly have something so utterly fantastic happen to him Arthur, what the hell are those that someone just had to make a movie about him. Attention, people of Earth. Your planet has been scheduled for demolition. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Often this section is preceded by the words, in a world. But sometimes not. For me, that is just the perfect encapsulation of this whole idea of when it's the right movie and it's the right content, let's talk about trailers themselves. And The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as a concept, because it's this kind of encyclopedia of everything that happens in in the world. And also, you know, as a movie... As a concept, you know, it is quite hard to explain what's going on. You've got this normal guy 
and he swept into this kind of strange story and there's lots of different characters and things and situations and strange comedy and actually a kind of non-linear trailer is a really way good way to go about it and what better way to do it than to show the encyclopedia entry on trailers it's just fantastic yeah that's also one of my favorites and now that i think about it that trailer was uh only released on the internet as far as i know or at least the way i remember it was it was labeled internet trailer uh which i guess it's way ahead of its time just doing an experimental thing even though i think it was the best trailer for that movie by far Uh, maybe i mean i'm biased obviously because trailer editor since at the time i wasn't in the industry it it was that peek behind in the the humor about trailers just I was just smiling ear to ear watching both of those trailers. I distinctly remember that, especially for the comedian one. I think I was in a computer lab in college and just trying to not laugh out loud too much because I was listening with headphones. I think it's just really clever because, like I was saying before, like that is a difficult story to tell. And weirdly, the de- the device of doing it in a meta way enables you to get around to all of these bits that you would in a regular trailer. So they go, oh, OK, well, now it's... And, you know, it will also have a montage of exciting things. And then you get to do that trailer joke of it will have action, adventure and a dolphin wearing a hat. You know, it will do random kind of irreverence as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, this is the that is the humor of the books and the film. Uh, and kudos to, um, I think it was Creative Partnership in the UK back in the day for doing it and for working within the humor of the show. And also because I don't remember... Um, in the 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 other trailers for Hitchhiker's Guide, if they even showed the the Hitchhiker's Guide being used in that way, so it was a very uh, just clever, perfect way of bringing it in. That was completely natural; didn't feel forced in any sort of way. Actually, in that subject of uh, the trailer, that is like a meta trailer, which has a style of humor, which is very much in keeping with the the source material. I was trying to think about game trailers that are meta trailers, and they're actually, I couldn't think of too many, but I know this little self-plug, but one of my trailers that I've worked on is the the trailer for BattleBlock Theater. It's Steam release. Um, So if you haven't seen it, this trailer basically talks about um, how the game is coming to Steam, and the entire trailer is basically the narrator from the game uh, making fun of the things that hardcore PC gamers care about. Then hop online and make lots of new friends, enemies, and frenemies. Stay! If you think you can handle frame rates of up to 21,000 per millisecond, that is. And look, a multitude of game types is sure to keep things interesting. Especially with these state-of-the-art ragdoll physics and particle explosion future systems. And all these things that the game BattleBlock Theater absolutely does not support because it's a two-dimensional game. It's not 3D or high, like crazy graphics at all. And that trailer is probably my most well-received trailer I've maybe ever had in terms of like specifically comments seeing, oh my God, I love this trailer. I don't even know what this game's about, but I'm going to get it because of this trailer. Um, and it really took me by surprise because I was really worried people were going to uh, feel offended. But it had the opposite effect. They felt just entirely seen by uh, making this inside joke, basically. Oh, that's really interesting. So why why do you think it was the right project for that kind of marketing as opposed to something a bit kind of 
straighter. Well, for that one, we'd already released a lot of trailers at that point, and also just the the narrator, Will Stamper, uh, is this hilarious guy, and I basically just gave him some bullet points for this trailer. I said, okay, we should make fun of PC gamers, we should talk about frame rate and all these other things I just mentioned, and he worked on it for a week or two, just the, the audio and the narration, and he sent me this audio file with all the music, all the sound effects and narration in one thing, and I just had to basically add game capture and some animated uh, bits, which, because in, in the game there's uh, these like stick figure puppet shows, which I animated in the game, so I got to do the same thing for the trailer. Uh, so it was very much a trailer which was representative of the game in many ways, even though it didn't have anything from the game except for some game clips. You know, there's a lot of stuff in that trailer that are not in the game at all, and, you know, they would never be because it's just about the trailer. Oh, that sounds great. Everyone should definitely check that out. Uh, in terms of stuff that I've done, um, I think I, I've definitely talked about it before, but um, the Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists, Pirates Band of Misfits teaser trailer, um, the one line that I always call out in that, that I'm just really proud of, was, uh, you know, this is a film about a pirate sailor and we're singing in the trailer. This is a film about a pirate sailor and we're singing in the trailer. We hope you buy a ticket because if you're ready to get, we'll tell the pirate captain. The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Well, blow me down. The whole trailer is a song listing the various things that are in the film, which itself is quite meta uh, in general. But I wanted to kind of point out that this was just a song that was for the trailer. So I got a line about the trailer into the song in the trailer, um, which again, you know, similar to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is very much in the Aardman um, irreverent uh, kind of tone of humour. So it kind of worked for that. Another example, um, there's a trailer that didn't get made was for The Invention of Lying, which is a film about in a world where everyone tells the truth, one man discovers how to lie. And so you have a load of people going through the trailer just telling the truth the whole time and saying, you know, you're fat and ugly and um, I don't want to talk to you and just everyone just tells the truth the whole time. And um, so we created a trailer which told the truth that was like, you know, this is a film that stars Ricky Gervais because, you know, he's big right now and um, it's got Jonah Hill in it because he's in everything. And, you know, it was this really kind of um, low energy kind of anti-trailer because that was similar to all the art in this world because there was no kind of artifice it was it was everything was very kind of plain and it didn't get made because it was very confusing um but it was a definitely an exciting experiment and again it sprung from the movie you know it was a movie that posed these interesting questions and it lent itself to doing something interesting with the trailer so it would have been nice if that had been made but it was definitely a, a fun thing to to do yeah that's a shame i would have loved to see that so other than uh, your game are there any other kind of game game trailers that do this as well. One that came to mind right away was one of the trailers for the game The Stanley Parable, which if you haven't played it, it's a, like a first person game, which is also very uh, a fourth wall breaking game because you're this character named Stanley who's walking through these sort of bland office environments and everything that you do is narrated by this um, English narrator. And uh, y- 
they'll say things like, oh, Stanley went into the door to the left, but then you can, as a player, go to the right, and then the narrator gets sort of upset with you. Hmm. And all the marketing materials for this game were things that really didn't show a lot of the game. It really showed the feel of the game. So even the, the demo that they released for this game is content which isn't in the game at all. My favorite trailer for the Stanley Parable is the Stanley Parable Raphael trailer, where what they did was they took these angry emails from, uh, I don't I don't think you would call him a fan, I don't know, but uh, these angry emails from this person uh, from the internet, and they had the narrator from the game read them in this really sort of smarmy way just to make fun of this person, and it's really, really well done. It's hilarious. I recently received an email from a man named Raphael who writes, I just played your game, and I'd like to say it was the most annoying thing I ever played. It had its cool moments, but overall the experience was only of annoyance. The problem is that it does not touch the heart of people. It's a very emotionless game. Did you ask any girls to try out your game? I ask because they are blissfully less logical than us guys. I am very logical myself, but also very emotional. So it was easy for me to find the game annoying. And I think it's like five or six minutes long. And I think maybe the last minute is actually about the game, whereas the rest is just showing the emails on screen in like big text as they read them. And, you know, it's just basically showing you how funny and amazing this this narrator is. And I mean, it definitely sold me. Oh, that's really interesting. That reminds me of, um, I mean, you couldn't talk about the meta trailers without talking about the Muppets. Mm. Um, but there was one, especially that campaign, um, uh, a campaign, a lot of which was done at Buda Jones um, by a, a team who were heavily invested in all things Muppets. <laughs> and um, there was one piece towards the end of that campaign um, which just listed a kind of Twitter war, you know, so it kind of aped the traditional, like, critics are saying that this, and it was like... Critics across the internet are outraged that Muppets Most Wanted was not nominated for over 247 awards. Oh, no. That's terrible. Hot Fudge 1218 says Muppets should have been nominated Best Picture for reals. Then Baby Bean 1128 proclaimed, it can't be, it's not out yet, you're ignorant. So then Hot Fudge 1218 said, Don't call me ignorant. You don't even know. Then Baby Bean 1128 replied, Good. I don't even wanna know. <laughs> and then Rich Playa 33 raved, I made 2,000 bucks just sitting at home. Click this link to find out how. Well, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Humble. Honest. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was... Um definitely leaning into that kind of irreverent um, irreverent tone. So something I realized um, while watching trailers for this episode was that the first thing I noticed was there weren't a lot of game trailers which I would really describe as meta trailers and I was trying to think about why that was and part of the reason I came up with is that I feel like trailers for games are in many ways already very fourth wall breaking because a lot of them focus on features. You know, the, the, the multiplayer mode is not a thing that exists in the world of uh, certain games. They just, it just happens to be the way that you control them. But trailers will tout features of the games in that way, which there's no way to 
sort of bring that up without saying, hey, this is a game, which I think that's a thing that a lot of movie trailers do when their their meta is saying like, hey, this is a movie. But since games sort of default to that in so many ways, um, you sort of have to go past that in order to make it super referential uh, in like the, the Battle Buck Theater or Stanley Parable way. And then the thing I realized from that was when you were linking me the um, trailers for films like the Miracle on 34th Street, and a lot of like older black and white films is that those films, the way they advertise themselves is basically what games are doing now in many ways. Because they're saying like, oh, you know, this thing is going to be in Technicolor. This is, has a uh, sound, uh, you know, it's emotional. It's all these things, which are just this really feature based way of describing like a movie, which is, uh, but, you know, movies don't do that anymore because everyone knows what a movie is, whereas games, in a lot of cases, you're still like educating the audience about what the thing is because you're coming up with new mechanics all the time. Yeah, I guess to, to that point, actually, it's, it's levels of meta, isn't it? Because you do get review spots for things and you get um, pedigree spots that are saying, hey, this move, critics say that this movie's fantastic and it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. And, and actually, arguably, that's kind of meta to an extent uh, in terms of what you're talking about in, in revealing that this is a thing and not trying to pretend that you're watching a story necessarily. Yeah, and I think for a game trailer to be super meta, then um, it would have to get into the like construction of a game trailer, which um, as far as I know, I don't think I've seen something like that. Um, but now my the gears are turning in my head. It would, it would have to be something like uh, showing the multiple takes to capture a shot for a trailer and then have the game bug out or something like that, which actually reminds me of the trailer that you linked me for um, Toys. Yeah, so the trailer for Toys, and I think maybe it was a, just a home entertainment trailer. I don't know. Again, it's hard to, to kind of work out with these old trailers where they were intended for, but it's, there's definitely a trailer for Toys where Robin Williams is improvising in a cornfield. I'm here tonight to talk to you about an incredible movie, Toys. Toys! Trailer! Toys! There'll be a big lettered thing up here above me, glowing! Obviously, some incredible special effect that'll go. Toys! Toys! Not the toy maker! I'll be back, wind me. Yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, the Miracle on 34th Street trailer that you talk about, weirdly, probably in an era of this film's in Technicolor and the blob, and it's, it's exciting. Um, actually kind of subverted that because you've got probably about 20 seconds of like Miracle on 34th Street is heartwarming and emotional and lovely. And then you're literally in a screening room for the trailer um, with a guy going, hold on, are you sure this can't be all of these things? That's no good. Turn it off. Stop it. Turn it off. That won't work. It's no good. What do you make a trailer for? To give the public an idea of what kind of a picture to expect. The boss, we hilarious, romantic, tender, exciting. Make up your minds. It can't be all of those things. Mr. Shape, if you'd look at the picture. I don't have to look at the picture. I know you're wrong. Tender, exciting. Why, they're practically opposites. You've got to decide what kind of a picture this is. Is it a romantic love story? Is it an exciting thriller? Is it a hilarious comedy? 
Make up your minds. Now go to work and fix it up. And then he walks around the lot and chats to people and then discovers that actually this film is this. It's a really strange, interesting example of that. So it must have already been a cliche, all of the things that were happening for them to subvert it that early on in the process. Um, and that would be around the time as well of Hitchcock. We talked about him previously, but um, you know that's kind of what he's doing um, there is a progenitor of uh, Ryan Reynolds today chatting to people was uh, Hitchcock in the in the days um, eating a bird. I hope you don't mind if I have something to eat, but I'm rushed today. Planning the lecture has been most educational for me. I've begun to feel very close to the birds and have developed a real sympathy for our little... What was I saying? For the birds or taking you on a tour around the psycho house. I think the, the psycho one is my favorite because it's just him basically saying, oh, you know, the, the things that happen here are so terrible at... You know what, let's just go in. <laughs> this motel also has, as an adjunct, an old house, which is, if I may say so, a little more sinister looking, less innocent than the motel itself. And in this house, the most dire, horrible events took place. I think we can go inside because the place is up for sale. Although I don't know who's going to buy it now. I feel like while watching trailers for this episode, I, I did realize that there isn't just one formula for a meta trailer. There are just so many different ways to bring attention to either the movie, the trailer itself, or just some sort of shared knowledge of a thing that exists outside of the trailer or the movie like the the asmr thing because you know there's just as far as i know there's no asmr stuff in six underground or jumanji and that's basically the trailer saying hey we know you're watching this on the internet and for all we know your youtube recommendations are for other asmr videos yeah I, I do think it's kind of evolved. So, so you know, um, other examples we haven't talked about, uh, you know, kind of going back to real life, Albert Brooks used to do this a lot in a Hitchcock style. Um, he did it for real life. He did it for Mother. There's a fantastic trailer for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, a Gone in 60 Seconds trailer. So you don't always have to do this for irreverent comedies. You can do it for kind of straight action. Uh, there's a Gone in 60 Seconds trailer that, um, that says, you know, in the time it took you to get into the theatre and get your popcorn. Time it took you to buy your ticket. 3.2 minutes time it took you to get your popcorn 2.5 minutes time it took them well, let's go let's go go to steal your car hello ladies 60 seconds. And I think that, you know, in a way it's kind of morphed to just being extra content. And like you say, it does take on these strange things from the internet and it can exist in its own space. And so maybe, you know, less and less you're just going to get it as one trailer. And like you say, even back in the day uh, for Hitchhikers, maybe it wasn't the main trailer. Maybe it was a bit of kind of extra internet content. And I think increasingly these kind of things have morphed into just being kind of extra content. There's a very strange uh, Gemini man piece with Will Smith kind of memed out and he's got wings and he's flying and it, it looks like a behind the scenes thing of him doing this fall but all of a sudden he's kind of bouncing around Three, two, one, action and now 
there's such great content out there digitally um, you know in a more abstract way uh, the film Underwater just came out and they had an amazing Instagram page where they took over the whole Instagram grid for the movie and as you scroll down the grid you're going down and further deep deep under the under the sea kind of to the bottom of the ocean it's such a kind of neat use of that kind of platform and I don't know if it's meta but it's outside of the movie and it's working within the confines of an existing form so you know that's almost a kind of meta Instagram it's like hey this is how you scroll through Instagram but you've never seen it like this before I think the other thing that's really effective about a good meta trailer is that it's sort of like um, what you want to do when you're uh, like a stand-up comedian you want to get basically you want to get the audience on your side and by you know, usually like a stand-up comedian will say something like super duper relatable or an example would be um, I took a stand-up comedy class a while ago and my teacher told me about this student of hers who had this big club foot and none of his material addressed the club foot, which was, I guess, visually plainly obvious. And what was happening was the audience was uncomfortable because they were waiting for him to address that thing. And then once he did, it was basically his way of saying, I know that you know, you know, we're all in on this thing now. So now we can have fun. And I think a lot of meta trailers sort of have that vibe, like the ASMR things like, oh, or the the Gone in 60 Seconds things like, I know that you're in a theater right now and I'm just relating to you in this way. Um, I think that's something that gets people's guard down with some of these meta trailers. It's like it makes the property sort of like very vulnerable in a way to be a little self, not necessarily self-deprecating, but just by showing how the thing works, it is sort of saying, hey, this is not going to be the super polished, clean thing, like a a super nice, uh, I don't know, TED talk. This is going to be like the, the more unrehearsed thing. And I think that is appealing to the audience. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'd say it's relatable and confident and kind of, yeah, getting on the level with um, with people. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is is the king of this, you know. I think it's, it's basically for Ryan Reynolds that all sprang from Deadpool, mm-hmm. from Deadpool 1 and then through the Bob Ross piece for Deadpool 2. Let's just drive right in and run all the colors across the screen that you'll need to paint along with me. I have my regular old canvas here, wet and ready to go. Now, let's grab our... Trusty two-inch brush here. Whack that off real good. Just beat it like it owes you money. We're going to get a little dab of our yellow snow here. We're going to mix that with just another little dab of our Betty White. Now, let's just dance in a happy little sky. Now remember, this is your world. You get to make and break the rules here. The various things for Six Underground that we talked about, Detective Pikachu, um, weirdly it's just the Ryan Reynolds brand now, um, that all the free guy pieces were very kind of meta. And yeah, it has that kind of confidence and relatability. Yeah, I think confident is a really good word to use there because it's a really, really fine line between being confident enough to have a little joke, but then if it's done wrong, then it can go into sort of arrogance where it's the person who's saying, hey, you're cool with me, right? I'm the cool guy. You know, check me out. And I think that sort of enters into the, like, Mighty Number no. 9 trailer territory. Hey, you, looking at the screen. Let me ask you a question. Do you like awesome things that are awesome? Then you gotta play this game, dude. It's freaking cool and crazy addictive, like popping bubble wrap addictive. Check this out. The Mighty Number no. 9 voiceover is basically addressing the audience and saying, hey, check out, basically check out my wares. They're so cool. 
you like cool things, don't you? Because you're a cool person. It's basically it's trying to like butter up the audience. Like I guess it's it's the it's basically the equivalent of someone just just trying way too hard to be appealing and thinking that they are doing a good job of it, but they just keep digging themselves deeper and deeper and deeper. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've rarely seen this done done poorly but um but yeah if if it is done badly then you know it is a risk because uh the internet is notoriously fickle and you try and appeal to people um too consciously and then uh, and then people will will reject it i'll just finish up with talking about one of my one of my favorite kind of extreme pieces um that did this and it isn't necessarily a meta trailer because it isn't talking about the construction of trailers but it it's a level above that. Um, so it was for Kingsman, the Golden Circle. And there's a whole promo piece where it's kind of like office style behind the scenes, parks and rec of the marketing department at Fox as they try and orchestrate the biggest stunt ever for the movie. And they realize that the only thing that they can do is do a total eclipse of the sun to promote the Golden Circle. And it was because were, the, the eclipse was actually happening at the time. And they managed to make it look like that was only being done to promote the Golden Circle. When you're promoting a movie like Kingsman, the Golden Circle, it's got to be bigger bolder than anything that's ever been done before. All right, boss man, here you go. Flash mob. Crap. Uh, millennials. Brian. Crap. So we're about six hours into a promotions meeting. I mean, all the ideas are just crap, 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 have been done, don't want to hear it. None of this is going to put people in the seats. Come on, guy, out of the way. Man. You're big enough to block out the sun, man. And that's when I had a fucking brilliant idea. Golden Circle Eclipse. It was like an eclipsony. So instead of, you know, kind of doing it straight and saying like, we're going to do the eclipse to sell the sun, it's also like taking, you know, to counter what you were talking about just there for that kind of like trying to seem cool thing. Like they totally undercut it with these kind of hapless marketing guys who aren't the real marketing guys who are being given lines by actual copywriters who've written this for them. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just really successful as a piece. And again, you know, didn't necessarily fit massively with the tone of the movie, um, which was probably a bit cooler and a bit straighter, but like really got attention and, and worked really well. Nice. I'll check that out. It sounds really good. Do you have any thoughts about what the future of meta trailers is? I feel like the internet is just such a, a deep well of things that you can reference. And there's so many platforms that trailers and spots exist on that... There are so many things you could potentially do that haven't been done yet. I think that will be it. I think, you know, maybe the era of spoofing the trailer is done because it has been done, like we said, since 1947 or earlier. But like I was just saying, with Instagram and Snapchat and uh, TikTok, you know, (laughs) um, I think awareness of these platforms is something that uh, in marketing is something that really appeals to people so i think it will just kind of keep morphing into those kind of things and you know sometimes it is best to just get out of the way of the movie and let the movie do its own thing and and you've got to be judicious about when to do this but yeah with more platforms and more exciting content out there i think there's there's just gonna be more and more of this meta stuff what do you think uh yeah i think that's that's all right through this conversation i've just been trying to think of hmm, what would be the game that would require or be well served by some sort of meta trailer about how game trailers are made because it wouldn't be that hard to get the footage, uh, which is like someone messing up the the game capture. Has anyone made a game about making games? Um, yeah, there've been some, but I'm thinking about things like Game Dev Story, which is like a mobile game. It's it's like pixel art. It's not super uh, in depth. 
but uh, it is about making games and like fixing bugs and stuff. So that might be the perfect thing. And also, you've talked before, and I I, I keep referencing it, but you know the the playable game trailer. Mm, yeah. Um, for that game, maybe you know to an extent that's kind of along those lines as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there, but it does mean a lot of extra work. One thing that's not trailer uh, a trailer per se that made me think that it could be made into something like a playable trailer, this sort of sense of humor with them. One of the opening scenes of Portal 2 where you're being asked to uh, say Apple and then you're given a button prompt and when you hit the button you jump uh, because presumably your, your brain isn't working correctly. And it's not out of the question that you might have a very minor case of serious brain damage. But don't be alarmed, all right? Uh, although if you do if you do feel alarmed, try to hold on to that feeling because that is the proper reaction to being told that you've got brain damage. Do you understand what I'm saying at all? Does any of this make any sense? Just tell me, just say yes. Okay, what you're doing there is jumping. Uh, you just you just jumped. But never mind. Say apple. Apple. Okay, you know what? That's close enough. Um that sort of Exposing the artifice of the game sort of thing feels like something that could be used in a, in a playable game trailer. Games can do so many things, I, I don't even know what uh, someone with a particularly uh, astute mind could come up with. Well, you, Derek, you're the man for the job. <laughs> Just keep... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't put it on me. I'll, I'll copy someone. <laughs> it's hard to give, like, advice for this sort of thing. Like, if someone said, I want to make a self-referential trailer, which I would say, you know, don't unless you think it's appropriate. But the thing that I notice in a lot of these trailers is just that um, when they're really well done, they just make people feel good or laugh. And I think just that feeling alone, like, affecting a person that way, uh, just inspires goodwill and... Just that alone can be like, you know, that trailer made me laugh. I enjoyed that. I think I'll see this movie because that made me feel good, um, which is what I feel like a lot of the, the comments are like in some of these uh, things, even for like the Six Underground ASMR or a battle block trailer. Yeah, I, I think my advice would be, you know, yeah, what can you do as always with everything, even when you're cutting straighter trailers, you know, what can you do that's not been done before? Uh what can you do that's interesting? And ultimately, what is the thing that sells it, endears people to it, gets people's, hooks people's interest and always be thinking of that different angle? Yeah, it's just another potential tool in your belt. You've increasingly wide belts <laughs> of trailer tools. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, that was meta trailers. Yeah. As always, if you have questions or comments about the trailer, uh, the trailer, <laughs> the podcast, um, you can contact us at cutdown at idlethumbs.net and we're on Twitter at cutdowncast and I'm at Derek underscore Lou. And I'm at Rick Thomas. We're part of the Idle Thumbs network and you can join us on the Idle Thumbs forums to discuss this episode. Maybe you have some more meta trailers that you really like or have discovered. You can post them in there. We can uh, watch them together. Um, and as always, if you're enjoying the show, uh, please recommend us to your friends and leave us a review on iTunes if you can. And we also want to give a thank you to our friends at Twisted Jukebox for our intro music. Thanks for listening. All right, bye. And lastly, there is a final montage, often set to rock music. Let's do it. Come on! To do design, simply to blow away whatever synapses you have left in your brain. This culminates in a reveal of the main title, like so. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Followed by the release date, so that the audience might plan the next few months of their lives accordingly.